0: The following is audio from The Refuge Church. Every sermon is an invitation to understand, obey, and enjoy God. More information about The Refuge Church is available at therefugechurch.us. We've been going through a series um, in the book of John. Uh, the series we're looking at who Christ is uh, and how uh, he lived his life and his identity, and we've also been looking at how he impacts our community. How does he impact our lives? Uh, We are up to uh, chapter 12 uh, of the book of John. Kind of where we left off or uh, have been speaking around for the last couple weeks is the raising of Lazarus. Uh, from the dead, and kind of what is the fallout of that miraculous sign. Um, Today we're going to continue in that vein a little bit, uh, talking about uh, the triumph entry of Jesus into the city of Jerusalem. Um, I I like this service because some of you guys can identify with me being husbands and wives and uh, having children. Uh, I have a a little boy uh, named Liam who's here today. Um, I enjoy Liam uh, very much because it's all about Ninja Turtles and it's all about sword fighting and uh, make-believe shooting guns and uh, wrestling. Um, He's a lot like me and my wife Uh, And uh, he he's adventurous like I am uh, in some ways. Uh, So when I think of Jesus, the triumphant entry of Jesus uh, into the city, my brain goes in a million directions. You know, I think of movies like Braveheart, and I think of movies like uh, Gladiator, and I, you know, I think of myself uh, being a kid and sword fighting with my friends in the woods behind the house that I grew up in. Um, but this story isn't like that. Um, and it maybe um, pulls away my misconceptions or my conceptions of what a king is uh, from from childhood. Um, I'm going to pray, and we can dive into the uh, scripture and look at what it meant for Jesus, our king, to enter into Jerusalem. Um, Let's pray. Uh, Lord, I just thank you. I praise you for the ability to gather this morning and just to worship you and focus on you and give you praise, and let our spirits identify with your spirit and uh, see you as who you are, and open our lives to you. Uh, I pray that, as we are here today, that you would wipe away any misconceptions or or lies, that also, as we are here, we could put down the things. That we've carried this week, um, whether it's at work or at home or in our personal decisions, that we can have those things melt away and really come to your at your feet and sit and hear your voice. I pray uh, today that uh, I would just be used of you, that I can get out of the way of what you're going to say, um, and that we all have ears to hear. Um, I thank you, I praise you, in your son's name, amen. Um, To get us started, I'm going to just jump right into the scripture and read through the passage, uh, and then uh, we'll look at some aspects of it. On the next day, a large crowd who had uh, come to the feast When they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of the palm trees and went out to meet him and began to shout, Hosanna, blessed is uh, him who comes in the name of the Lord. Even the king of Israel, uh, Jesus, finding uh, a young donkey, sat on it as it was written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is uh, coming, seated on a donkey colt. These things his disciples did not understand at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written of him and that uh, they had done these things to him. Uh, so the people were uh, who were there, um, why he raised Lazarus out of the tomb had uh, for, and from the dead, continued testifying about uh, Jesus. Uh, for this reason, also the people went and met him because they heard that he had performed signs. So the Pharisees said to one another, you see that uh, you are not uh, doing any good. Look, the world has gone after Jesus. Um, a, a few things from from this passage. Uh, what is kind of the context of what is going on? Um, uh, Contexts, like I said. Uh, Jesus has just raised Lazarus from the uh, dead and his his posse has gotten a little bit bigger recently. Uh, this group of people that have been following him has sw- swelled in size. And it hasn't gone without notice. Uh, it hasn't gone out without notice because the Pharisees, um, after the raising of Lazarus, decided, okay, we got to do something here. Uh, This guy is getting a following, and we don't know what to do. We might uh, lose our power in uh, the city, and we we need to put him to death because uh, he's getting followers. Um, This is the content or context of... Uh, Jesus entering into the city. Also, at the same time, uh, he's had these, these individuals following him ever since the, the uh, raising of Lazarus. And these people have been some of his greatest advocates in the way of talking to surrounding people about the m- miracles that Jesus has done. And... Jesus is coming into the city at a specific time too. Uh, The text says that it's during the feast or during the festival. This is a festival that happens every year. And people from near and far uh, come to this festival time. And Jesus is stepping into this environment uh, where it's really a party environment. Uh, where people are coming uh to worship God, and they're coming to celebrate God, and they're coming to have seven days of, of party uh, and Jesus is coming into this environment um, i I think the the crowd um has some things that they expect from Jesus the king coming into Jerusalem. Um, And I think uh, this crowd expects it to be same old, same old. And what I mean by that is this is Jerusalem, one of the main cities. Uh, It is um, Roman dominated, uh, Roman run. And they're used to every time the Romans win a battle, that their army comes marching into Jerusalem, uh, and the people come out to celebrate uh, their victory. Uh, And I think with Jesus coming, they're expecting the same thing. Uh, They're expecting Jesus to come in and them to celebrate uh, Jesus. But I also think the crowd is expecting the same Thing as the Romans they're expecting Jesus to come in and incite a political overturn they're expecting Jesus to come in with all these followers and overthrow the Roman government that is there they're expecting white horses military siege of the, of the city and they're welcoming it because none of them want to be under Roman rule um, uh, this is what the crowd expects uh, from this time and they come out to meet Jesus and they're singing Hosanna which means uh, he who is going to save. And they come out saying, he's from the Lord uh, our God. And he, and I think they're thinking that he's going to deliver them by military force or by a overturn uh, of his people. Instead, it says in this passage that as he enters into this... Um, city, he sees the crowds, he goes and finds a donkey and he sits on it and comes walking and uh, riding into town. It's a different Jesus than what they expect. Um uh, let me let this idea of him coming in on a donkey is uh not a concept that is his. It was a concept that was his father's long before uh, Jesus came as a man. It was prophesied um, in Zechariah uh, 9 9 uh, that says, Rejoice greatly, O daughters of Zion. Shout uh, with triumph, O daughters of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and endowed with salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, even a colt, a fowl of a donkey. Back in Zechariah, it was foretold that Jesus wouldn't come as a military leader, but he would come riding humbly on a donkey and he would bring salvation. And he does this, and again, he points out to who he is. In doing this, he points out to prove who he is again. That he is this Messiah that everyone's been waiting for. He is this guy that uh, God said he would be. And again, he proves that he is who he says he's going to be. He's not the king that is going to come in with military right or overthrow a government. He is the humble king that didn't see equality with the father to be had, but came in the nature of a servant. And even as a servant to the cross. He's a humble king that came riding in on a donkey, Because a donkey is a stubborn animal and is not a beautiful animal and uh, is a lonely animal. And he comes riding in on a donkey to meet his subjects that are very much like that donkey. And he's coming in to identify with those people. Um... It wasn't the king that the Jerusalem was looking for or thinking of, but it was the king that they needed. Um, and what I mean by that is, why do we celebrate uh, Easter? We always celebrate the triumphant entry. We always celebrate this idea of. Uh, Jesus entering into Jerusalem, and why do, you, why do I think we celebrate this? Jesus might have not have been the king that Jerusalem thought he would be, but he is a king. In fact, Old Testament Isaiah says, uh, he is king of kings, Lord of Lords, he is uh, the great counselor. He is Almighty God. This is Jesus who came to dwell among men and die for men. And why we celebrate the triumphant entry around uh, Easter is God is with us. He came to dwell with us, He came to identify with us. A broken people. Why else do we uh, celebrate his entry into Jerusalem? We celebrate uh, him entering into Jerusalem because it's funny to me and I I never pictured it. Um, He enters into Jerusalem and people come out and say, Hosanna, Hosanna, and give him praise. And they're throwing palm branches on the ground, giving him praise. And they receive him as king. And I I picture, because I am a father, I picture little kids running around with palm branches in their hands, having a good old time. And he marches in with the uh, donkey. However, In the next couple weeks, we're going to read through seven chapters, I think it is. Seven chapters that happen over five days. This entry happens on Sunday, and Jesus is dead by Friday. This crowd comes and receives him and praises him and are throwing down palm branches, only five days from this event, Jesus is dragging a wooden cross through the same streets, broken and beaten, with the same crowd yelling, crucify him, and throwing mockeries at him. Why we celebrate the triumphant entry is in five days, From this event, God's will will be done. Jesus is not entering into Jerusalem as a king. Jesus is entering into Jerusalem as the Lamb of God. Why we celebrate this is only in five days from this event, Jesus dies for those people's sin. And dies for our sin. Not not to give us freedom in a military way. But to give us freedom in the very thing that binds us. Our sin. The thing that separates us from one another. The thing that separates us from him. And in Hebrews he says he dies once and for all, that those things may be wiped out. That's why we celebrate the uh, entry of Jesus into Jerusalem at Easter time. He comes to be a different king than what we expected, to restore us to uh, our right, rightful rank, our rightful position. And to restore us into relationship with him. And the people of that time didn't get it. And that's why the reaction, that's why the reaction of today they're celebrating and him entering into Jerusalem. In five days, they're throwing rocks and saying, crucify him, because he wasn't the king that they wanted. It was the king that they needed. Um, What what is the uh, reaction of the crowd? Um, And how does it affect us? Uh, We see the crowd. We see the disciples. We see the Pharisees and their reaction uh, to Jesus coming into town. And... The crowd, you see excitement. Um, you see excitement for him coming. And again, that excitement is wrongly placed. They, they think he's coming in as a military leader. Instead, he's coming in to be the savior of all. Uh, so today in this uh, picture, they're excited but when he fails to be who they think he ought to be, they are angry. And I understand that. There's been so many times that I've come on a Sunday morning and have thought of Jesus in one way or, or was recognizing Jesus' power in my life. And when that stopped, or it didn't meet my expectations, I was hostile to God. And there's been so many times that I've been just like this crowd. Um, Or the disciples, who again, Jesus came in and they didn't get it. They were spiritually blind to who he was at that time. They didn't know why he came in on a donkey, and only after he died for them could they see the truth. And I've felt the same way in my walk, where I God became something that I built up or established, not the reality of who he really is. Um, the Pharisees, they felt threatened by him. All these people were following Jesus and they were expecting him to come in and demand something of them. And what was their uh, reaction? Let's kill him. Let's be done with him. And again, I can identify God's asked me over the years to do some really hard things and or things that I don't understand or I'm frightened about and I always want to sit on the throne rather than letting him be on the throne because I'm afraid. Um, feel kind of similar? Understand Uh, How the crowd reacts? Um, How how, um, do you respond uh, to Jesus in your personal walk? Because Jesus, he could be just a guy on a donkey, which sometime in my life he is, uh, when I'm not seeing him as who he is. Sometimes he's just a guy on a donkey to me. Um. or he can be Christ, the king of kings in your life. How do you respond to him? Do you respond uh, in disbelief, rebellion, being hostile or afraid? Do you respond uh, in trying to gain control and sit on the throne yourself? How do you respond to, to Jesus? Um I'm going to throw a verse at you. it's a really well known verse. He came to be sin for us that we may be the righteousness of God. This is what happened five days later after the triumph entry. Jesus came, he was beaten, he was mocked. He went to the cross. He died in your place for your sin that we, like it says in uh, Philippians, uh, excuse me, Galatians, that we might through his loving kindness be raised with him and seated in the heavenly realms. This is the love that God showed to us through Christ. He wasn't the king that we all expect or we think of sometimes. Um, But he he is the king that we need. He knows us to be a people that are fickle, that want to be in control, that want to reign our own life, and want to hide in those dark areas that um, are not quickly uh, subject and he came as a king to remove our sin that we could enter into the holy of holies and meet him face to face and be healed without fear Or without regret. His blood paid for that. And this is why uh, we celebrate him entering into Jerusalem around Easter time. Is because he is coming to fulfill the will of God. And that will was to uh, pay a debt for sinners. Um, Last couple weeks have been pretty weary for me. Um, my wife knows I've worked a lot of hours. Uh, coming close to the uh, guy's house last earlier this week, um, um, I'm getting a little... Getting older sucks. I, I'll just put it that way. Um, uh, I've been dealing with some pain and uh, some discomfort. I've also... Um, need to get to the gym uh, I also uh, often deal with people 's misery a lot in the work that I do. Um, I enter into that a lot, um, and i don 't know how other social workers do what they do in the community. Only thing that gets me up in the morning or is the hope that. Uh, Jesus is going to show up in the lives of our youth. Only thing that gets me up in the morning is the ability to see Jesus in my own life. So, what brings freedom? Um, um, however, my wife is a little bit more exuberant than I am. She grew up in a church a little unlike mine. Uh, that I grew up in. In her church, it was all about Jesus coming back. And I love that about my wife. Um, and I, lo- I love that about Jesus. One day, um, it says in Revelations, he will come back on the white horse with armor that says, King of kings and Lord of lords. He will come into the sky with his army of angels and all things will be restored. He will usher uh, a new kingdom on earth, a new kingdom in heaven, and he will call his people uh, to himself. These people were waiting for a Messiah and they didn't recognize him as who he was. Me, as a believer, I'm waiting for the day for him to come back and be who he is. Um, you guys are going to have an opportunity here in a minute to continue to worship. You have opportunity for some people in a prayer team. If you haven't been holding Christ as who he is, or if you have forgotten your first love, I encourage you to spend a little time worshiping him in prayer or quietly at your seat. With no fear, he has paid for anything that has separated you from him. And he is king of kings and can provide uh, your needs. I'm gonna pray and uh, we can continue. Lord, I just thank you. I praise you. I praise you for who you are. You are the Alpha Omega. You are the King of Kings. You are God Almighty. Uh, You created the world and you hold it together. You are sufficient for every need that we have. I thank you. You are a good God. I just praise you, uh, Jesus. Um. Lord, I also pray for my own wandering heart, that I can see you as who you are, that I can trust in the sacrifice that was made for me, that today I can live and walk with you as my king and as my savior. Let us praise you and thank you for today in your son's name. Amen.